Hey Z, it's Patrick. I know this might ramble, but I wanted to tell you I watched Ip Man last night, and now I have a newfound uh, love for Wing Chun. I feel like I should have known about what Wing Chun was, and in my almost 50 years on this planet, I I don't know things. I'm learning that all the time. Every day I learn something new. And I also learned that my 31-year-old daughter used to practice Wing Chun when she was in California. She was stationed in the Air Force. And uh, she's telling me, Dad, this is it, man. you got to watch this movie. And it's Wing Chun. And I said, oh, my gosh, there's a gentleman. I Well, gentleman, can I say that? There's a guy I know. <laughs> and him and his wife do Wing Chun. And now I want to dive into your YouTube channel more because I only watched that one video of you and your wife out near the pool. And you were talking some Wing Chun stuff. And... Uh, I wasn't open and ready for it, and I feel like my brain is open and ready for that stuff now. So thanks, man. I appreciate it. Take care. Peace. Hey, Z. Hope you're having a good day. Uh, just want to drop you a quick line and say thank you for the ongoing discussion on the whole atheism religion Christmas thing. A bunch of other people have jumped in on the conversation, and, and I've got a few Collins and I published there, and a few responses to those too. Um, hope to take the conversation further with you. And uh, just on a final note, um, I want to, you to know that uh, there's no ill intent, obviously, meant on my part. I don't, uh, I hope uh, uh, nothing I've said has offended you in any way. Uh, it's not my intent. I just believe in, um, believe, there's that word again. Jesus, that's an awful word. Uh, I aspire to just say it like it is and, and that's it. And uh, hopefully we can have a mutually further our mutually beneficial discussion and uh, I'll chat to you soon, alright? Hey, Mr. Integrity Radio! I appreciate the Merry Atheist Christmas. I, I, I have a lot of respect for people who don't necessarily believe in the in the holiday to its entirety, but still believe in wishing people well despite their disbelief. Um, you know, I you got a lot of people out here that because they don't believe in a particular thing, they try not to be supportive to those who do. And I appreciate the, your ability to do so. Um, second of all, you are definitely still in the lineup. Absolutely. If you go to my bio, there's a link for the scheduling platform. I know it's an extra step, but it's going to really help out making sure this is completely smooth and you get the slots that you want. So just go ahead and click on the link. Um, it's like three clicks. You click on the link, you click on the time you want. And then, like, two or three lines of information. So I can't wait to have you on the show. Nigger. Faggot. Atheist. Hey, that's me. How you doing today? So, hmm. Come on, man. Okay, people really got to get this right. Okay? Cherokee is a derogatory term. You really shouldn't call someone from the Sulagi tribe a Cherokee. And, you know, if you want to be proper, you probably shouldn't call yourself a fucking Cherokee. Okay? Alright, next, next up, niggers. Um, yeah, uh, it, it, people of, uh, African descent <clears throat> are not niggers, right? Okay, we got that. They're not niggers. Um, unless, of course, that's what, you, you know, 
you call yourself that, you shouldn't call yourself that, okay? Mm. Uh, what's next? Uh, fag, right, faggot. Now, uh, not all homosexuals are faggots. Um, right. I mean, some refer to themselves as faggot, you know. Uh, uh, Stenopolis guy, or who comes to mind. All right, next in line, uh, right, the atheists. Atheists. <laughs> yeah, not all people that believe in, that don't believe in God are uh, atheists as in the way that you describe them. So it's the same thing. People, you know, say that they're atheists, describe themselves as atheists, but that's only in reference to people that don't believe. In fact, that term was given without theism, you wouldn't have atheism, right? Come on. Now, being stupid, stupid or uneducated is one thing. I, <laughs> I know about stupid and uneducated. But to be ignorant, arrogant, and bigoted, okay, well, you're not going to really get the best of treatment, right? Again, I don't recall any atheist wars. Can someone please refer to me? to uh, the group of atheists that went around oppressing people. Now listen, I'm not going to be nice on this. <laughs> that was a rare Todd reference there. The world owes a debt of gratitude to anyone that is atheistic. Meaning skeptical to things that are questionable. If it weren't for atheists, you would not be worshipping the God of your choice. Now, for guys, I don't know why they would worship a god. Why? Guys, if you're going to worship something, worship a goddess, okay? The whole worshiping God thing is a little queer. Think about it. This whole men worshiping God reeks of daddy issues. And let me ask you this. How is using words and talking about stuff that's in your brain... How is that considered in any way or shape an attack? You can't attack an idea. You can scrutinize, you can intellectualize, but you can't attack an idea with words. You can only... <laughs> what is going on, people? Now, uh, technically speaking, if anyone wants to understand what the Daily Larb is doing here, he is being involved with what's called apologetics. So you could look that up. I say be a man, confront the cognitive dissonance of yourself and confront the cognitive dissonance of others and don't be afraid. Be a man and help lead people out of this. Don't just accept it as some innocuous thing. You're rather part of the solution or you're part of the problem. That's a Larry McGuire quote there. And if you're part of the problem and you want out, then the first thing you need to do is to start supporting people that are at the forefront of fixing this problem, this epidemic of cognitive dissonance. Don't be scared, homies. There's a beautiful world that awaits us. And that was a bright, beautiful world reference. Your idea, your idea. I heard it, me.
Cognitive dissonant iceberg. Yes, there's a, there's a lot of things that need to be um, taken care of. Yes. Yeah, and religion is just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, once you get past religion, then you got team sports, and you oh gee, the, uh, you know the problem is is if you name them all, then it, you just create more and more haters. <laughs> well, yeah. I, the problem is we need to all come together so we can actually advance as a society, as a world. We need to advance. Yeah, On your Kardashev scale, we need to get past zero. And yeah. if we, we stick to our old ways, we're not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's going to take a lot longer than 50 to 100 years. Yes, yeah. we do. At least here, we seem to be reverting yeah. quite a lot. And And you can't... You can't mistake in this for evolution. A lot of people like to talk evolution, and and that's a miss. That's a that's a bad thing to do. But evolution doesn't work in a one generation life's. No, lifetime. no, no, no. Evolution yeah. is long. And so process. people, just like I like to use the term osmosis wrongly. Yes. <laughs> people love to use the term evolution wrongly. Yeah. Yeah. I say the time to address our wrongs is when we have the freedom to do so. And, uh, oh, yeah, before that goes away. Yeah. You're listening to Integrity Radio. My name is Z. Join me and my wife, Ronnie, as we explore the objective meaning behind human integrity. Perhaps together we can all respectfully discover and implement more integrity into our lives. Enjoy. If you believe that the main enemy, or if you have taught yourself and tried to teach others, that the main enemy of humanity, the main enemy of human progress, is globalization, which in effect means the United States, you must mean, them, you must mean it. That is, then that is the main enemy. Any challenger to it, therefore, must have something to be said for them. Yeah. And, and I know people who would say, do say, look, and, um, Mr. Bin Laden is not uh, Antonio Gramsci, but it's in a way better than no protest at all, or no movement against imperialism at all. I say, you don't, you don't, you don't understand a word you're saying. You're, you are yourself inviting a suicide pact with this. Um, that's the first thing. The second, 
And I think it's the main thing. The second reason I believe it has a little more honor to it, perhaps, people have a bad conscience about the Palestinians. Over the years in Europe and in America, many people have learned that there is another, another people in the Holy Land. It's not just Israel. Um, and they have developed a sympathy and solidarity with them. Actually, the Palestinians are 20% Christian. And of those who are Muslim, many are not very, shall we say, fanatical about it. It's wrong to identify Palestine as a question for Muslims, as if it was a Muslim cause. But still, with, with these allowances made, that's part of the background, I believe. That's the positive side. On the, on the, on the non-positive side, there is an alarming increase in cultural anti-Semitism. I've noticed it everywhere. One of the more depressing things to have happened in my lifetime was, was a recrudescence of it. And many forms of um, anti-Americanism and anti-American propaganda are definitely poisoned with this tendency. But if I want to go and make war and don't care about it, I'm perfectly willing to use force with these guys if they even threaten it with us. More than willing. Would rather welcome the chance, actually, to do it. I'm going to have a thin time doing it if my allies on the left are making excuses for Islamic Jihad all the while and discrediting their own democracy and isolating themselves within civil society. It, the fact of the matter is that you either oppose religious dictatorship and its terrorist surrogates everywhere, without distinction, whether it's messianic settlers on the West Bank or Christian nutbags trying to teach us that uh, we trod the earth the same time as the dinosaurs or the forces of jihad. You either oppose this kind of thing, root and branch, or you don't. And I'm sorry to say that the anti-war left has failed the test. It has made excuses for our totalitarian and theocratic enemies. It has said that Mr. Bin Laden is the ventriloquist of long-forgotten Muslim grievances. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. I'll tell you what the grievances are. The grievance of seeing an undraped female face. The grievance of having a Christian or a Jew or a non-believer living on your soil that you claim is Muslim soil. The horror of having lost the Islamic Caliphate. The empire you want back. These are not anti-imperialists. They're people who want back a lost empire. The people who blew up uh, harmless partygoers in Bali because Australia had helped to liberate East Timor from Indonesian oppression, and East Timor is a Christian population and, and Indonesia is Muslim. High on the list of Bin Laden's grievances, the outrage of our help for East Timor. Yes, they have grievances, yeah, but it's nothing to the grievance we have with them. And it should be we who they are afraid of. It should be our opinion that they are made to care about. We should make it known to them that we too have unalterable values, that yes, we do care about the Enlightenment, and we do care about the defense of our values and institutions under any government. Two minutes. Under any government, and that failing to say this is apologetics and possibly worse. Herman Hess wrote, learn what is to be taken seriously and laugh at the rest. Whoever wants music instead of noise joy instead of pleasure, soul instead of gold, creative work instead of business, passion instead of foolery, finds no home in this trivial world of ours. Words do not express thoughts very well. They always become a little different immediately after they are expressed, a little distorted, a little foolish.
I have been and still am a seeker, but I have ceased to question stars and books. I have begun to listen to the teaching my blood whispers to me. If I know what love is, it is because of you. Without words, without writing, and without books, there would be no history. There would be no concept of humanity. Some of us think holding on makes us strong, but sometimes it is letting go. That is where my dearest and brightest dreams have ranged, to hear for the duration of a heartbeat, the universe and the totality of life in its mysterious innate harmony. It is not for me to judge another man's life. I must judge, I must choose, I must spurn purely for myself, for myself alone. I live in my dreams, that's what you sense. Other people live in dreams, but not in their own. That's the difference. Oh, love isn't there to make us happy. I believe it exists to show us how much we can endure. Often it is the most deserving people who cannot help loving those who destroy them. You are willing to die, you coward, but not to live. We are not going in circles, we are going upwards. The path is a spiral. We have already climbed many steps. When you like someone, you like them in spite of their faults. When you love someone, you love them with their faults. I started reading Herman Hess when I was a teenager. Hermann Karl Hess was a German-born Swiss poet, novelist, and painter. His best-known works include Stefan Wolf and Siddhartha. I've always liked Hermann Hess. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I have a wonderful treat for you. I have been in communication with Larry over at the Daily Larb. And he posted some segments that are just wonderful. Now, in classic fashion, I neglected to contact him and wish him and his family a Merry Christmas. And, and he was on my mind the whole time. And so in classic fashion, what does he do but brings me the most wonderful gift and the segments that he did were just so, so full of stuff, so full of good stuff. So I'm going to take those segments and break them down integrity radio style. Do not let my tone or verbiage dissuade you from feeling as if I am um, unappreciative or in any way, shape, or form harbor any disrespect for the great 
Larry McGuire. No, on the contrary, I wouldn't go through this effort if I didn't have a great amount of respect. And without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, the Daily LARP. I should say, Z, if you're listening, that uh, I'm not purely agnostic. I'm not Catholic, Protestant, um, I'm not Jewish, I'm not religious. I don't buy into structured religion. Larry, there is no such thing as a pure agnostic. Agnostic just means you don't know. How is there such a thing as a pure I don't know? Now you say you're not religious, but my guess is you're going to claim that you have a personal sense of spirituality. Spirituality and religion are intrinsically connected. I really don't see the value in creating your own sense of spirituality. Unless, of course, you too are trying to destroy established religion. All I know is what I know. And I try and teach my kids the best way I can. Um... Okay, think about what you're saying here. Could anyone ever say the inverse of that? Like, I don't know what I know. And I don't really try to teach my children the best I can. Think about this now. Why are we going down this road? It's a commercial celebration, a retail celebration. I think there's some good feeling built up around it. I mean, primarily what we do here is we go to the store, we go to the shops and we buy shit for each other that we don't need. That's what it is. And we buy some, we buy more food than we, than we could possibly eat. And we cook it all and fuck most of it out. All right, this is the part of the conversation where I feel like I'm speaking with two different people because there's no argument with that statement and that understanding. It's bullshit. We just do it because we're trained to do it. The kids love it. They enjoy opening presents. The kids love it because they've been indoctrinated into it. I wouldn't say you, you said it was a hijacked holiday. I don't believe it's hi, it was hijacked. <laughs> Ever wondered where your favorite Christmas traditions come from? Decking the halls comes from pagans in Northern Europe, where winter plants like evergreens, holly, and ivy were brought inside to cheer up the dark winter days. No, it's a fact, and not even Christians deny the fact that it's a pagan holiday. I, I think to, to bag the Christians, Catholics, Protestants, or whatever, I mean, fine, but it doesn't serve anybody. I'd be really interested in understanding how not pushing back thousands of years of oppression does not serve anyone. You talk about being an atheist and that's fine. I'm not an atheist. As I said, I'm none of those things. Uh, I think atheism needs to fucking get off the stage a little bit. Really, atheism needs to get off stage a bit. We've had over 2,000 years of religious oppression and we are now finally coming into an era where if you don't believe, you won't be killed and ostracized. Well, you won't be killed, maybe. Even the Catholic Pope is pushing for secularism. Now, I am an atheist with a small a. I'm a skeptic with a big S. Atheist is simply a derogatory term used by Christians toward non-believers. You know, I was raised in the 60s in the South, so I'm an atheist in the same way that I'm a nigger. 
Yeah, it's funny. I feel the same way. I mean, if you, if a atheist calls me an atheist, I'm fine. But an un, non-atheist calling me an atheist seems like an insult. Don't blame the institution. Blame the people. Oh, I do blame the people. And I also blame the institutions that they create or allow to exist. But really what it is, it's just political powers and um, uh, exercising their might and exercising their need to control other nations and stamp out other ideas. Okay, here's that second person, that second personality that I was talking about. Yes, I agree with you on this. And can you explain to me why we should not push back? What if every, uh, every soldier in the world who's fighting today just said, and had a realization, what are we doing here? This is, this is crazy. And just dropped our arms and stopped. So let me get this straight. Instead of pushing back, we should just hope that the military will somehow become enlightened. I'm sorry, Larry, but I'm going to have to steal a line from you. We can do better than that. And atheism is a religion, in my opinion. It's the religion of um, bashing on every religion they possibly can. I could see how you confuse can confuse atheism with a religion. And that's mostly because anyone that claims, most people that claim to be an atheist, are usually somewhat fresh out of the cult of religion. But this is a common misnomer. No, atheists are not creating a religion of non-religion. I don't like soccer, but that doesn't mean that I'm creating an anti-soccer religion. Um, ideologies are founded in what I have seen as fundamental truth or fundamental truthful uh, notions or moments of enlightenment the only moment of enlightenment that any religion has ever had is that they could take advantage of people that partake in magical thinking and as soon as they're written down you destroy the truth of it well now ain't that the truth i sure am glad that science doesn't work like that i think we we got to get off the stage a little bit when it comes to who's right and who's wrong because everyone's view is valid. Everyone's view is valid? Hold on. No one's view is valid. We've already established that. You've already established that. So if you mean view as in facts, no. Everyone's facts aren't valid. As the old saying goes, everyone is entitled to their opinion, but they are not entitled to their own facts. It's, it's right for you. And if it's right for you, then go for it. But we shouldn't be wasting our time trying to convince other people that they're wrong. Let me tell you something. You should be convincing me that my opinion is wrong. Because in my opinion, I think we should wipe out most of the planet, most of the population of the planet just needs to get wiped out. And what is Hitler's viewpoint? Is his viewpoints valid too? No, wag the finger at other people and tell them that they need to stop believing what they believe in because it's pointless and it's ridiculous. It just gets us in trouble. No, not telling people what they're doing is pointless and invalid is what gets us into trouble. 
completely the opposite of what you're saying. Now, you're trying to say that people with conflicting religious views, well, yeah, sure. I really don't recall any atheist wars. The difference of opinion is important. And we've got to be mature enough to allow other people believe what they want to believe in. Now, I don't think anybody's trying to stop anybody from believing in what they want to believe in. What we're trying to stop is trying to get people that believe in nonsense to get others to follow their rule. The conversation, the difference of opinion, it's, it's, impor it's important because nothing ever changes. If everyone was the same, well, that would be really fucking boring, wouldn't it? There is such an amazing amount of new discoveries and new things to learn out there. I don't think we need to worry about atheism or reason or logic creating some sort of intolerable homogeny. Bright enough to understand that you're entitled to your view. And hopefully you're bright enough to understand, I think you are, that I'm entitled to mine. Yes, this is true, but again, you are not, and nor am I, entitled to our own facts. And the Catholics are entitled to theirs, and the Jews are entitled to theirs. Now this is straight-up cognitive dissonance. And what you're doing is you're defending your own cognitive dissonance by defending others. I think we're too stupid. I think we're not sufficiently evolved to be able to cope with differences in others. You know, if we're all just the same, if I'm insistent that you must be the same as me, well, it's a bit pointless, isn't it? You know, we are pretty much the same. And in fact, a lot of folks out there are spitting images of each other. But there is such a thing as a unique perspective or, you know, a rarity, some people like to call it. Now, instead of a un unique perspective, what people are mistaking for a unique perspective is their own sense of spirituality. And when you ask people to define this the best they can in words, they all sound suspiciously the same. So there's nothing very unique about people's personal spirituality. So, I don't know. I just don't think we're mature enough um, as a species to process and accept the differences in other people. Well, masses don't lead. Leaders lead. And really, we have evolved just fine and we're evolving just fine. I mean, evolution doesn't work in a single generation time span. We are transitioning into an entirely new paradigm and the greatest challenge that we're facing is getting rid of all the old garbage a whole new world awaits us and i think on mass the mass psyche of human beings is fucking dangerous yes Mob mentality is dangerous, but it, it is getting better. I think in due part to the internet and apps like Anchor that allow us to communicate these very important issues. Well, thank you very much again 
Larry McGuire of the Daily Larb. I thought I was going to curse a lot more than I did, so uh, I'm a little proud of myself. <laughs> Nehemiah was willing to back things up. <laughs> a very atheist Christmas. He was a man of action. God's word doesn't tell us if he was right or wrong in his reaction in, in, in this, but it does show that he was vindicated. He was full of the zeal of the Lord. This shit like a double negative war. They had so profaned God's house, he had to send a message. You know what? As leaders here, there's a new policy going to be instituted here at Bible Baptist Church. You know what I'm saying? Some shit of that sort. You know what I'm saying? Okay, no, it's easy. I'm going to say this, though. There might be times where that happens. There was a young man in, in Calvary. You know, because Christians is about Christ. And if you don't believe in God, you know what I'm saying? You don't believe in Christ. Uh, his name was Ben. And um, he was just, he was a nice kid. He was one of those kids that was always just, he's a real smart aleck. And, you know what I'm saying? I can't get jiggy with this shit. You know what I'm saying? Was, just, was was a bright kid, which didn't help things, right? Made him more dangerous. No. I, I've been trying to uh, promote myself and market myself, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and we were outside one day, youth group, and uh, he was just, just trying to push my buttons, and he was just, you know, kind of not taking the Lord serious. So I, I always go to other people's stations and listen to shit, but... I walked over to him and I went, bam! I punched him in the chest as hard as I, I crumpled the kid. You know what I'm saying? I just gotta be a little more careful, I guess. I just crumpled him. And I said, I leaned over and I said, Ben, when are you gonna stop playing games with God? Man, personally, you know what I'm saying? I believe in God. And I ain't gone. I'm this man because he don't believe in God. You know what I'm saying? I led that man to the Lord right there. There's times that that might be needed. The thing is, I do, though. So. Can some of us say, you know what? If it wasn't for God kicking my rear, I wouldn't be here. Uh, something in his heart made him call me. And tell me that, you know what I'm saying? And I, I, I favored that man a long time ago. Seeing people, it literally took, sadly, a physical beating. You know what I'm saying? That shit crazy though, man. When are you gonna stop playing games with God? I'm out. When are you gonna stop playing games with God? You know what I'm saying? I just gotta be a little more careful, I guess. Hello, Integrity Radio. This is Diesel's Productions LLC Legacy. Um, wanted to uh, say thank you uh, for the mashup, uh, putting the Diesel's Productions in there. Right, so we got Ann Capone and uh, was that TDL? Uh, good stuff. Um, was listening to your content. I uh, see you were, uh, you know, had difference of opinions and stuff of that nature. Uh, 
as we call it uh in the studio we uh plucking people's strings <laughs> but uh you know just like bruce lee said you know we're all on this earth as uh, one family you know we all have two arms and two legs so but uh good stuff uh looking forward to connecting with you and contacting you soon you guys be safe take care peace yo integrity radio well, i figured i'd chime in on the what i think about xmas Christmas, and I only have five words, well one of those words is a letter, but it counts as a word since we use it as, right, anyways, what a waste of resources, what a waste of resources, and um, did I celebrate it? I got one present for my little brother, and it was a customized first aid kit. That's about it. This cult of everybody being an expert, all opinions being equally valid, is, I think, dangerous and most unfortunate. And of course, I have been accused of being an elitist because of this. And yes, I mean, uh, when you're about to have an operation, you want an elite surgeon to, do the, to cut you open. You want an elite anesthetist to put you under. When you're about to fly, you want an elite pilot to fly you. When you're about to leave a federation of states which has been built up over decades. You want an elite economist or pol politician or historian to uh, advise you on it. You don't want to take the, the, the view of just any old man in the street or woman in the street. I pronounced myself profoundly ill-equipped to vote on the referendum about Brexit. I was ill-equipped, so were the vast majority of the British people ill-equipped. Ill in that sense, I think that elitist should stop being a dirty word and we should start to respect elites in whatever field we're talking about. We want elite musicians to play in our orchestras, etc. Hey, working like a woman, it's Laura Explorer. It's rare and in life in general to find people that you can listen to that you can relate to. I look forward to calling into your station soon when I have the guts to actually talk about some stuff. Uh, you brought up a lot of great topics, so I'm really intrigued, and I love the, the people that are calling into your station. So this is great, and please keep up this great work. And I look forward to the next one. Hello, Working Like a Woman. This is D-Souls Production. I was listening to your content. I was like, wow, uh, I love the content about the healthcare and repeating history. Keep going down the same road and getting the same results. You know what the definition of that is? Insanity. Hey, Ronnie, it's Gigi from Bright Beautiful Worlds. Ever since you called into my station, I've been racking my brains about what I could share. 
Looking like a woman. That's cool. That is really cool. Peace, love, and light. Hi there, it's Dr. Get A Headspace here. Here's a message from Ronnie from Working Like A Woman. Um, your last call-in uh, really, really touched me. It it really did. And um, of course, I'm more than happy to um, now and again, you know, call in and and, and, and give out of, of my stories for days. Um, but also, you know, I, I just look forward to hearing your content. I feel like I'm stalking you and your husband, but more, you guys are really um, Fermians and bosons. Oh my. I mean, I'm learning all kinds of new stuff and I appreciate it. And I mean that sincerely. Yeah, it's it's groovy what you guys are doing. I, I was always that nice drunk when I was a drinker. Okay, thanks so much. And thanks for teaching me all kinds of new stuff today, you guys. I appreciate it. Sincerely. Ronnie, working like a woman. I love your page and all the content that you put out. Um, it's very empowering for women. Good morning, working like a woman. Ronnie, hi, Barbara KB calling in. Oh, I'm so glad you're starting this station here where women come and share their stories and discussing. So this is very nice. There are a number of really strong, powerful women here at Anchor, and we discuss and talk amongst ourselves. So thanks for putting a station together um, to do that. Um, and thanks for calling in and, and asking me to share my story. Oh, my story as a woman, where to begin? Working like a woman. Doing it again, taking in the information, doing her fact-checking, and this is regarding anxiety and psychology. Just got a, a bunch of segments up, so check them out. Now, Wing Chun and our practice of Wing Chun really does lead us to learning about these things. Modern cognitive psychology is intellectually knowing what Wing Chun physically embodies. It's really quite fascinating. Yeah, I've said this often to my students, when it comes to problem solving, and for thus uh, that translates into fighting, um, the why is always too late, right? You, you have to be too focused and busy on the how and the what. Now, if you don't have to fight, well, then you have the luxury of asking why. If you want to get wrapped up in the drama or the deception, then certainly ask why. All right, I'll leave you with this. In Wing Chun, Man Zhao is the asking hand. And it deceptively seems to ask why. All right, enjoy these segments on anxiety and cognitive psychology from Working Like a Woman. And this is D-Souls Production.
to commend you guys for the way you both take the time to come on Anchor and educate people, and you guys work so well together. guys are really setting the example of how I feel uh, men and women need to start you know putting their heads together and come up with solutions on how we need to build for the future I just wanted to commend you guys on that and say keep up the good work I'm going to really enjoy listening to your station. Talk to you soon. Peace. would be uncivilized everybody um, is different but we're all the same it's, and that's why I love this because it's it's so ironic you know what I mean how all of us just so happen to mingle up and be able to meet on a platform and be able to correspond with each other you know what I mean we're not always gonna agree you know what I mean but um, oh man, I, thank you, man. Thank you, thank you, guys. I mean, seriously. One final thing I'll, I'll say, uh, and I think this is important for anyone, you, me, whoever, to consider this stuff um, is to take on board is that everyone's view is valid from their standpoint, and for you or me to expect other people to accept our standpoint as most valid is flawed, completely flawed and uh, live and let live dude, that's what it's about so if people want to believe in a fucking god sitting on the cloud with a big boy beard, well then let them at it what business is it of yours? get on with it, and what business is it of, is it of mine? Well, just get on with it, you know what I mean? it's uh, life is too complex too, uh, and too involved and, and we've got our own shit to deal with, so my view, fucking live and let live, dude. That's it. That's what it's all about. Yeah, 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 yeah
was a kid, I started doing magic, and I loved it. About how to think more clearly about the world, about how to understand it. This man was at the forefront of everything. greatest magicians, performers, escape artists, thinkers ever. James, James, the amazing, the amazing, the amazing, amazing Randy, Randy, Randy. Randy. Randy.
Japanese technique to overcome laziness. From time to time, all of us set ourselves a new goal or challenge, and just as often, in the end, we fail to achieve them. You end up telling yourself that you are not ready yet, that you will do it next week, next month, or even next year. Why do we give up so easily? The answer is fairly obvious. We try to achieve our goals too much and too fast. We get sick of the new responsibility, and it's tough to change old habits and try something new. As a result, you get tired and bored very quickly. How to stop procrastinating? This is a great solution to overcome laziness and achieve anything you wish. This method takes less than a minute, and results are quite impressive. The technique is called Kaizen, or the one-minute principle. Kaizen originated in Japan, and it is something that anyone can attempt in any sphere of their life. In Japan, for instance, it's often applied to improve management techniques. The word itself contains two roots: kai, change, and zen, wisdom. It means you shouldn't change your life spontaneously, but slowly and wisely. The new habit should occur as a result of your reflection and life experience. This method was invented by Masaki Imai, who believes this philosophy can be applied just as successfully to the world of business as it can be to one's personal life. How does this method work? In Japanese culture, the practice of kaizen includes the concept of the one-minute principle for self-improvement. At the heart of this method is the idea that you should practice doing something for a single minute every day at the same time, just for a minute, no more. It shouldn't be any trouble for absolutely anyone, right? Even the laziest person can carry out a given task for such a small amount of time. We usually find an excuse not to do something when faced with carrying the task out for 30 minutes or an hour a day. However, you should be able to do it for at least 60 seconds without any misgivings. Why does the method work? At first glance, this practice might seem doubtful and ineffective for people who have grown up in Western culture that claims the idea that you can only achieve your goals by undertaking enormous efforts. However, it's not true at all. Challenging programs of self-improvement that deprive you of vast amounts of energy can end up exhausting you and leave no tangible results. Whether it's doing push-ups or studying a foreign language, the task won't seem like something unpleasant that you have to get through. Instead, it will become an activity that brings you joy and satisfaction. Take one little step at a time, and you will move on the path of self-perfection. The one-minute principle lets you see the progress you're making, and it's a critical part of forming new habits. It's important to overcome that lack of confidence you might have in your abilities, as well as free yourself from guilt and helplessness. You need to experience a sense of victory and success to move forward. The moment those feelings inspire you, you will gradually begin to increase the amount of time you spend on the goal that you have set for yourself. Maybe at first, just for five minutes more, but this will soon turn into half an hour, and then even longer. All you have to do is understand what it is you want to achieve, and start doing it for just a minute every single day.
And they have me, best in the economy, not like by one point, by like 50 points. And they have me by far, by far best in leadership. I'm very highly educated. I know words, I have the best words. And I am the most fabulous whiner. I am the best. Trump steaks are by far the best tasting, most flavorful beef you've ever had. And the greatest builder is me. I've always had people say, very powerful. I am the most military based and the most militaristic person on the show. I understand things, I comprehend very well. Okay? Better than I think almost anybody is Donald Trump, an intellectual. Trust me. I'm like a smart person. You know, I'm like a smart person. I do have actually much more humility than all people. Donald, you have the most beautiful hands. Donald, you have the most beautiful hands. Beautiful hands. 
You have the most beautiful hands. Unentitled to stay alive if you really commit yourself and all your experiences to, uh, to other human beings. In a very, very complex and complete out and out way, I told you how much I was principal sort of the idea of preceptionally going off 90 degrees did not seem to be. other people's thinking, trying to play games, and you didn't have your heart really in them. So that this, this is going to be a very new kind of discipline. And you're going to have to be absolutely trustworthy that you really are committing yourself to other people. There's no cheating on this thing. Not this, this way you arrange not to kill yourself now, and then, then you're going to start cheating on this. You're going to have absolute conviction that, that, that uh, you'll be able to carry through for your full lifetime. Well, I asked myself quite a number of things, and then number one, I said, "All right, you've seen all, you've, you've experienced an enormous number of human beings who are deeply moved by their their religions. They've been taught by their families. They belong to very large, great religions, a great river." And I said, "All right, I've got the number one question you're going to have to ask yourself is." If you're going to do your own thinking and give up, this means giving up all belief. Not because you believe very things, that's all this, all this, all this. I said, I'm going to have to give up all those things. I've got to start absolutely from experience, experiential base. So I said, do you have any personal experiences which give you reason to have to assume some greater intellect operating in the universe than that of man? I have to, I'm just overwhelmed by the evidence of that. These generalized principles themselves which can only be intellectually detected, and they're only they're utterly intellectual. They're, they're weightless. They're, they're, as a generalized case is absolutely intellectual. And there's an integrity to all these principles that all interaccommodated so that I'm overwhelmed by an a priori greater intellect operative. I'm going to talk more about this on, on, the, on Friday. 
But I, I just want that was very one important question right at the outset. So I said, then I'm, I'm going to assume that I really, in doing my own thinking, I'm going to try to understand whether I am really whether a great intellect thinks it is worthwhile to carry on. Well, I, what what be, would be the requirements of, of a comprehensive integrity? Of Sifu Auto Naps. 